0: Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at
1: singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts,
0: Jamie Vendera and Ben
1: Valen. All right. Hey, everyone. Ben Balin here again with the Sing Better Fast podcast. And today I'm bringing you a very special interview. I'm so excited for this. Uh, We have Chris Sandvig with us. And uh, Chris just recently came out with a single and he got it on the radio and he's been a member of the Academy for a while. And we just want to learn about. So we're going to learn about Chris and we're going to learn how he did it and what's coming up for him. And we're just going to listen and learn. So, hey, Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing great. So how long have you been uh, been a musician? How, how did you get started with this?
0: Well, I started playing acoustic guitar in third grade and took lessons up through grade school and then played in, played in a band with some friends in high school um, and college. Uh, I actually was in band and played tuba and got a scholarship to college playing tuba. Um, but then uh, after I got out of college, I played in my first band that we actually went out and and played places, uh, played electric guitar. I didn't do any singing at that time, just guitar. I did a little bit of writing, but that's about it.
1: All right, very cool. So it sounds like it's been a music has been a big thing for you uh, for quite a while then. Yeah. All right, nice. Yeah, and so you played tuba. That's cool. I played clarinet. Uh, probably gonna pick that back up soon okay so oh, nice uh, um, so tell us what it was like um, with your song and can you tell us the name of the song
0: the name of the song is wait and see
1: okay so can you tell us the songwriting process what the song is about the inspiration
0: yeah I it was interesting um because I had already written and re- recorded a lot of the parts for um, Eight of the songs, and I was going to have eight songs on the album. And I was talking to my girlfriend about what the name of the album should be, and she came up with "Wait and See." And so I asked her, "Well, tell me more about that. What is what does that mean?" And and she said, and my girlfriend had a daughter that passed away when she was seven years old from cancer. And one of the things her daughter would always say before they'd go to the hospital or or see the doctor to find out more about where things were with the cancer Um, her daughter's one of her favorite phrases was well let's wait and see um so when so when she told me that i was like yep that's definitely what we're going to use for the name of the album and like i said i had already submitted demos of uh, the eight songs and we'd recorded drums. I had called or texted my friend, Mark Dom at the warehouse recording studio in Sioux Falls, and had talked to him about doing these eight songs. And we got the drums down, we got this really talented drummer in this rich doll, who just came in and nailed it. And he did most of the songs and we had a few left. And so before we got back to the um, recording the rest of the drums, I wrote I felt I wanted to write a song called Wait and See, especially since it was going to be the title of the, the album. I wrote it within an hour. You know, I just, uh, the song is written from, uh, the little girl's name was Jordan, and it's written from her perspective, what I would, I guess my thoughts of what it, her perspective could have been when she's going through all of that. And it's like uh, a letter to her mom about what, what's going on in her head. And, you know, kind of a, you know, I love you, mom. Thank you, mom, you know, for being there. So,
1: wow, that is, that's heavy. That is deep. That is so meaningful. Oh my goodness. I love it. For this first song, Wait and See. So you said it took you about an hour to write it. Uh, Yeah. That's very cool. So some people, you know, they agonize about it takes a million years to write a song. And sometimes, you know, you do want to work on a song for a longer period, but you can, you know, write something faster than that. And it can be a very meaningful, important song for you. You know, what was it like getting it on the radio? Like, how, what was the process there uh, to make that happen?
0: Yeah, some of it, you know, some of it was, um, I guess, kind of luck. My my girlfriend is friends with uh, one of the... I guess he's an on-air personality, and he's, you know, like a, a director, a brand director, and at the radio station. And she just happened to let him hear the song. It happened to be a week or so before um, we we're doing the Cure Kids Cancer radiothon in Sioux Falls, that was partnered with the Sanford Hospital and. That, like this B one hundred two point seven radio station. He asked if he could have permission to play my song on the radio for the telethon or the radiothon, and you know I was of course for sure. I mean um, that would be awesome to to do that. So so he said, yeah. Well, he, he let me know what time it was going to be, so I could let people know. And the on air personality's name was Danny V. And he did an awesome intro for it. I mean, as far as telling the story and, you know, I, I get kind of choked up talking about talking about it, but, but it was, it was incredible.
1: So you said album, eight songs, Wait and See, I guess is the ninth song. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so the album is called Wait and See. And so uh, when is, when is that coming out?
0: I'm actually going to be releasing one song per month okay. and we'll get the thing recorded here, hopefully within the next month. And, um, talking to Mark, the the producer and engineer, you know, we decided that it might be a good idea just to, you know, release one song per month, kind of keep the excitement up, um, you know, for, for the next nine months. Yeah. Um, you know, where we, sometimes when you release, uh, an album you know it's exciting and and all that stuff and then it kind of dies down after a little while Um, but we figured this way you know we can every month there's gonna be something new coming out and so that's that's pretty exciting
1: yeah okay yeah that's very cool I like that approach so where can people go check out your song wait and see
0: so wait and see you can you can check it out on iTunes Apple music Um, Amazon will have it if you have the streaming service and, uh, Spotify. All right. And a bunch of other services that I'm not as familiar with, but those are the major ones.
1: Right. Okay. So yeah, that's very cool. Okay. So for our listeners who, uh, I just want to point out a few things for our listeners. Uh, number one is you're not in LA or New York or, uh, you know, uh, Nashville, right. Uh, You're in, uh, you're in North Dakota, South Dakota, Dakota, excuse me. Right. You know, so some people think, oh man, I won't be able to, I can't write music. I can't get anything on the radio unless I go to, you know, LA or whatever. And so you got it done. So kudos for that. And then the other one is, um, oh, I need a record label uh, to do this. and, Not really. Um, I mean, it's having a record label is fantastic. It's a great way to get a lot of airplay and, you know, get a bunch of coverage, all that stuff. But I mean, you can still do something meaningful, do something impactful for your family and for your community. uh, And you can write meaningful songs. Um, that help people without a record label. Uh, actually, as far as getting it on iTunes and on Apple Music and all those other places, uh, did you use a service for that? How did you go about making that happen?
0: Yeah. Um, I had talked to Mark and kind of, you know, he, had, he puts out music. And uh, I asked him what he used. And, and he said he used DistroKid. And so we, we use that service to get it into all the stores. Um, very inexpensive, yeah. um, I think it's like twenty bucks yeah. um, and and yeah, I mean nowadays with with services like that and get it in into iTunes and Amazon and all that, it's it's easier to reach a lot more people with it,
1: right, yeah, so I've been uh, doing some looking around uh, at various services. There are a bunch of them out there. Um, but I mean, yeah, it seems DistroKid makes it pretty easy. It used to be decades ago. The only way to get your music distributed was to get a record label deal and then get right. a bunch of radio play. Um, but now that's not the case. I mean, you can just go online and, you know, just put it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah. for those, you know, for anyone listening to this podcast, if you listen to the last podcast, uh, Jamie Vendera talked about how he recorded on his iPhone. He didn't go into a studio, you know, he recorded on his iPhone, it came out pretty good. And now you can distribute it yourself, you know, online through DistroKid or another service. And so I mean, it's kind of leveled the playing field. It's never been easier to like produce, like record, produce and distribute music. Right? Probably, you know, this is the easiest it's ever been in history. So yeah, so that's pretty cool. So for anyone who's, you know, interested in starting you know, writing music, producing music, putting it out there. Now is a great time, you know, it is. really not too complicated yeah. anymore. Okay, very cool. Um, and so do you have like, a, so whenever you're going to release one song a month, uh, so where would people go? You know, do you have a social media? Do you have website? Where are you, where are you communicating with people?
0: Primarily, it's on Facebook. I have, I have my own, I guess, my Facebook page. And I also have Chris Sandvig music. And that's, that's where we'll primarily do it. Chris Sandvig music. Okay. Um, so we'll be putting it out there. You know, I'll also, I just, I, I got, I'm on Twitter as Chris Sandvig at C Sandvig 29. Okay. Um, I hadn't used it for that quite a while. So I just kind of updated it now cause I figured, you know, I'll try to try to use that a little bit more too. Okay.
1: Yeah. Very cool. So, um, After the after our call, I'll try to get all those social media links for you. And then I'll put them in the uh, for anyone who goes to the singbetterfast.com website. If you go to this podcast listing, we'll have links uh, to all of Chris's stuff there. Okay, sweet. And actually, can you just give us a little bit of a teaser of like, what are the other songs on the album? Um, You know, maybe you could share a, a song title or two or maybe what they're about.
0: Yeah, for sure. And to be truthful, probably six out of the nine songs have something to do with my, my girlfriend. Um, she is very inspiring. Uh, she's got a big personality. Um, the, and I'm not sure if this will be the next song or one of the next songs, but I wrote a song called Love Defining Girl. And it's it's about her attitude. It's a fun song. I mean, my my style is probably similar to you know like matchbox 20 or gin blossoms that kind of stuff so just kind of a little bit poppy and fun um, you know and, and so love defining girl is is really a song about how her view of the world is and and her going through it and nothing' gonna stop her from getting what she wants uh, I also have so I've got several that are about our relationship i've got a song called remember when that i actually wrote back in like 2001 and i've i've played it at different shows um but i've never really fully produced it and this time it's going to be fully produced um because it it has been on a recording before but it's more acoustic Mm -hmm. and and that remember when is kind of a nostalgic song uh about growing up around here in south dakota it's about family um you know i've got references to atari and listening to bon jovi and stuff like that so it, it's a fun song a lot of people around here like it because you know they can relate to it and um so so that's it's another one i've got a song about I, i'm a counselor i'm an an addictions counselor. And so I work with teenagers and I've got a song about kind of their plight and, um, kind of their situation as far as, you know, a lot of them growing up in an addicted home. So that's, uh, probably one of the, besides wait and see, probably one of the kind of more heavy songs as far as, uh, what it's about um i will have one song on there that's going to be kind of a throwback to the the grunge days you know it's it's going to be full electric and um just kind of you know fun for me because the 90s music was a big part of part of my life so um it's going to be quite a bit different than than the other songs that i put out that are more in the gin blossom type of music
1: Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. No, that's very, uh, that's very interesting. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing them and I actually just checked out, uh, the ones, uh, you posted in the Facebook group, you know, just a little clip there. So I listened yeah. to that a couple of times. I like that. So you, you mentioned that you've done, uh, a few shows. Is that, are you like regularly doing that or is it just, you know, here and there? Like, uh, what's yeah, that I, like for you?
0: Um, I was playing in a band that we got, a open for um bands like i actually opened for the gin blossoms we opened for solo asylum very cool um open for daughtry um i think david cook another american idol guy uh Sweet. we actually opened for nelson the two twins <laughs> um so that was fun it was a lot of fun we also and then i opened for a band Called Trapped and you know, they had a song out, Headstrong. Um I I did a solo show there. And I actually opened for a metal band from the Bay Area Hmm. and they're called Toy Called God. And I was a little bit nervous about that because, you know, they were they're pretty heavy, but they were doing an acoustic show and I talked to them and I'm like, you know, most of my stuff right now is covers. I'm gonna feel stupid just you guys are doing all originals obviously and, and they're so cool that they go the, the The lead guitar player and he's kind of the leader of the band said, you know what? We'll open with a cover then. And sure enough, they did. Wow. And it, it was just super cool. And they, they tour around the United States and I think they got like best heavy metal band on the West coast uh, last year. Awesome! So, so I've done, you know, some things like that. And then a lot of it is, you know, go going and playing in small town bars and um, playing in some of the places in Sioux falls next month or well, yeah. In April, I'm playing for a benefit for the boys and girls club, um, doing a solo show there. I also play in a duo and we're called nameless. And it's one of my really good high school friends. Um, his name is Brent Hepner. That we grew up together, went to college together, all that kind of stuff. He got married and kind of put down the bass. And then, you know, twenty years later, we're at a class reunion, and and there's a band there, and he's like, "Man, I really want to pick up the bass again and and jam." He's like, "You want to jam sometime?" I'm like, "Sure." So then we, he and I, started going out and playing places, and that was really cool. Um, we're still doing it um just because you know one of my best friends and don't have to go through all the hassle of people in the band being irritated about one thing or another you know yeah. it's just the two of us and and we've been friends for a long long time and so so we go around and play places whether it's here in Sioux Falls or like I said in some of the small towns and and, and just have a good time
1: yeah, I mean, it sounds to me like you're just having fun with it. Like, you're just, you know, writing music you like for them that's meaningful and just, you know, playing music with people and doing, like, that sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, that's the best part. I mean, you know, I, I've got a, I have a full-time job. And and music for me, it's always been a part of my life. And, but, you know, I, I really just enjoy doing fun things like that. And that I've gotten to have the opportunity to play with a lot of really, really good musicians in Sioux Falls. I mean, a lot of the guys that I've, you know, would watch in bands when I was younger, I've, I've, one way or another, I got to play with them, whether it be in a band or open for them or, or whatever. And then playing for being lucky enough to open for some of the national acts, you know, I, I get a, when I meet him, I'm kind of starstruck because I'm like, whoa, I listened to this this band in high school or in college and um, never thought I'd get a, a chance to be around him, much less open for him yeah. and, and talk to him a little bit. So that's always really fun.
1: Yeah, that's super cool. For singers who are kind of just getting started, you know, maybe they want to start with music or maybe they want to start singing more seriously or, you know, they're kind of in the beginning stages and they haven't really... You know, put out any music or performed publicly, or you know, whatever it is. What would some advice that you have? What are you know, one two tips that you might give to someone who's kind of still starting out?
0: Well, one, I'd tell them to go get raise your voice because (laughs) I wish I would have had that a long time ago.
1: Going through all that,
0: you know, and when I, like I said, I sang before in the past, but I didn't know technique. I didn't know any of that stuff. I was in choir. I was an all-state choir. I wasn't taught any of that you know so so that helped me a a lot and and for somebody new to to be able to really start off with really understanding some of the basics and some of the techniques that you need is 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 important you know and as far as as writing i tell people just write just start writing things down you know i look back at some of the songs that are in high school and then in college, and I, I see the progression. And talk to other musicians. You know, if you're if you're into music, you're gonna end up being around other musicians. So talk to them. Uh, you know, kind of see how they do things. Develop your own style from it. You know, don't don't copy somebody, but uh, but listen to them. And I've pulled things from different people that I've worked with. Throughout the years, whether it's some of my guitar playing or um, my writing style, uh, but ultimately, you know, I made it my own. And so, if someone hears a song, they can, you know, they can tell that it's it's one of mine, one of the ones that I've written. And, and just keep at it and have fun. You know, that having fun with it. It's uh, if it if it starts to not be fun, then you know, you're doing something wrong. (laughs) So, And don't worry about if you're just playing talent shows at the beginning and playing at your friend's house or whatever, you know, that the other stuff comes and you stick with it, you know, and and give it a shot. And if it's something that you really have a passion for, just keep doing it. Practice, you know. I see a lot of people that want to do it, but don't put in the time to actually do the work because there is work involved, um, but it pays off. And for me, I you know, like with especially with the the vocal part, you know, after reading the book, reading Raise Your Voice, and joining the academy, I it's a it's a daily daily thing that I do. It's just part of my routine, and I enjoy it. Uh, I feel weird if I, I hit a day that I. For some reason, didn't get to do my vocal exercises or right.
1: Anything like that. Yeah, exactly. That's very helpful because um, I mean, so you mentioned like if you're playing talent shows or at a friend's house or whatever to start. I mean, everyone starts somewhere, you know. And I mean, not everyone is performing, you know, Carnegie Hall, right. you know, <laughs> on yeah. their first performance. Um, you know, like so. There's there's steps, there's stepping stones, and you know, you take any of the 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 bands or the artists who are performing in front of fifty thousand people. Now, I mean, at some point in the past, they were doing talent shows and playing yeah, at a friend's house, exactly. you know. <laughs> and so the the way that you get there, the way you get to the fifty thousand, is you gotta start. And so it's okay if you start with. uh you know, playing at a local thing. I mean, that's how you get experience. Imagine if you did go perform in front of fifty thousand people, and you've never performed in front of people before. Right? Ever, you know, yeah. like that—that that would be That'd be, horrifying. be a little rough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, very cool. Thank <laughs> you, Chris, for the interview. Um, so the, again, the links to uh, Chris's um, social media, we're going to have that in on the uh, Sing Better Fast website for this podcast episode. The song is called "Wait and See." The album is called "Wait and See." And then on his um, on his Facebook, he'll post anytime a new song is out. So uh, yeah, this has been awesome, Chris. Thank you so much for for coming on here. I hope you know, our listeners get a lot of value out of this. And uh, yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you. This is awesome. This is great.
1: So thank you, everyone, for listening. Be sure to go check out uh, Chris's page. Be sure to check out his music. It's on iTunes and Spotify and all those other places, you know, to look. So with that said, we, we will catch you in the next episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Be sure to subscribe for new
0: podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com.